people and welcome back to another episode of the single black female podcast so uh i don't know if things sound different but i'm in a different location recording in a different location um i'm not posting any visuals right now so i decided to just sit on the couch relax and see how this comes out so forgive me if the vibe is off but this is what y'all got for this week okay so um of course we want to thank you for being here um if you've been here from episode one which i have unpublished because i saw that it had the most listens and i don't want people to waste their time on episode one and not give us a chance even though i still have access to it nobody else has access to it so if you've been here since episode one up until now or you literally just discovered this little indie podcast thank you so much for giving us the chance it definitely means the world to us um if it weren't for you guys we wouldn't be here honestly like if nobody was listening to the podcast I don't think we would be posting anymore. Honestly, we'd be like, okay, it wasn't for us. You know, so thank you again for giving us a chance. Um, And if this is your first time being here, I say we because my little sister, I'm going to say this every week, I think. My little sister um, started this podcast with me. This is still our podcast. Uh, She's just taking a break right now. So yes, um, if you haven't already followed us on social media platforms, our social media platforms, um, we will leave those, of course, in the description for the podcast episode. Um, yeah, please, 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 please like, comment, subscribe, rate us and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. Um, leaving us a review helps other people find this amazing little indie podcast. Yes. Yes, queen. So, um, you could also just tell your mother to listen to us and, you know, I'm sure she wouldn't mind, you know, be something to do. It kills time. So merch, 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 merch is always available. Um, you can find that at www.singleflint, whoa, www.singleblackfemalepod.com. We haven't updated any merch. We're not really focused on merch right now. Literally focused on trying to get the podcast like back in some type of order because I just feel like I'm like drowning. But yeah, merch is always available. So this week's Girl Boss of the Week. Um, these two women, um, they're my fellow podcast sisters. Their name is Jay and Cece of the So Problematic Podcast. These ladies discuss an array of topics ranging from adulthood, culture, health, um, you name it. So please check them out. They drop episodes weekly. Um, their information, of course, will be in the Girl Boss highlight. Jay and Cece, we see you. We're proud of you. And continue to speak your truth. Um, I think that's the hardest thing about being um, a podcaster or on any platform when there's topics that you want to discuss, but you don't want to ruffle any feathers. You don't want anybody to listen to it and be like, oh, you're talking about me or oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, why would you air our dirty laundry out? Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's the thing that I still struggle struggle with sometimes. Like, I want to speak my truth at all times. Um, but I don't want any backlash because if I'm saying something, it's not to like condemn anybody. It's just to address a situation that I've dealt with. I want other people to know like, Hey, this is how I dealt with it. So if you encounter this situation, this is how you can handle it, you know? So definitely proud of you ladies. Keep doing what you're doing. 
So spill the tea, it's a short one, but it's very fitting for this month. This month, which is the month of May, is Mental Health Awareness Month. And um, yeah, somebody chimed in on this month and the meaning. So they said, if you're one of those people that post about Mental Health Awareness Month on Instagram, instead of checking in on your people um that you know you're that you know are struggling you're the worst type of person so they go to say um i guarantee every single person has at least one friend they haven't heard from in a while that they know is struggling with depression or that they know is going through rough times right now everyone should quit telling other people to do check-ins on instagram and actually make a difference for once instead of just talking about it yikes um what they're saying is the truth though you know what i'm saying like seriously what they're saying is the truth um i know on this podcast we kind of like built our platform on sis are you okay checking in on your strong friends checking on your friends that you know you know are going through something so i definitely stand behind this message it's short and sweet and to the point and he or she they have a, a a point you know like if you're posting and advocating for mental mental health awareness month but you're not checking in on your friends, then what's the point of even doing that? You know, you're not helping anybody. So you're not helping the people that are closest to you. So, yeah, I mean, they have a point. Um, Practice what you preach. And if you're advertising or promoting Mental Health Awareness Month, then I think it would be best for you to check in with the people that are the closest to you. Um, I try to do a check-in every once in a while with my podcast family. I'm constantly checking in with my family family, Um, you know, just because I know that everybody doesn't show signs of depression. Everybody doesn't show when they're going through something. But if I don't ask, I'll never know. And if you do ask, you may never know. Some people just aren't, no matter how close you are, they're just not comfortable with coming out about what they're going through because some people truly walk around with a mask and they they have this persona that they have to keep up and I feel like I don't know that's it's really hard to to stomach to know that somebody that you know or somebody that you're closest to is like fronting and pretending they're okay you know so even if every time you ask hey you good you good you good and every time the response is, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. If you continue to ask, I think there's going to be a point in time where they're like, look, no, I'm not good. Can we sit down and talk about it? Or no, I'm not good and I don't want to talk about it. Like, if you're comfortable telling me you're not good and you don't want to talk about it, I am fine. But I know that I need to be available just in case you have that moment where you're like, can I call? Can we talk? You know, so keep checking in on your friends is the message and if you haven't checked in on your friends probably a good time to start not because of mental health awareness month but because it's what any good human would do you know if you have a friend like why wouldn't you check on them you feel me like nobody's going to be good 100 percent of the time and if you don't ask you'll never know 
So enough about that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have a confession or want to get something off your chest, please submit your confession to spill the tea at singleblackfemalepodcast.com. Your secret will be revealed on the following week's show. So boom, sis, are you okay? Well, I haven't asked you guys in a while, my listeners. Um, are you guys okay? If you guys are not okay or if you guys are struggling with something, please feel free to DM us or hit us up um, on Twitter or Facebook like, or go to about singlefemalepodcast.com, email, like any way you can get in contact with us, reach out. So ultimately, this week has been a better week for me. Um, I think I'm finally kind of getting into the groove of working from home. Um, it takes a lot of discipline, I think, to work from home, especially when you don't have somebody micromanaging you, which is not what I need or what I want. I've been micromanaged my whole military career, but just to be like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then I'm going to take care of the house or I'm going to wake up at this time, work out like, and working out is probably the biggest, the biggest thing I'm struggling with to do consistently. Um, and it's not because I don't want to work out, but I'm so used to working out early in the morning. So I try to get back into the swing of working out early in the morning. But my daughter is still on and off about sleeping through the night. So if my sleep is disrupted, I hit snooze on my alarm. Like if I have to wake up, go to her room, bring her to my room, tell her, hey, it's time to lay down, lay down. And then she's running around, sucking on my tea bags, like literally like I go to sleep and I may drink some tea before bed if she's up by herself running around my room you best believe Reagan is gonna put a tea bag in her mouth and suck the flavor out of it which is so crazy to me but I can't really stop it because I'm asleep and I'm not going to be up trying to put her to sleep like I can't I can't do it I cannot I can't like I shut the door I make sure she's not roaming the house or whatever but it's a wrap once i'm in the bed and i tell her to lay down look sis you're on your own like for real for real so yikes um other than that i've had a chat a chat with my psychologist um the psychologist is the doctor that prescribes the medication the psychiatrist is the doctor that you speak to about your issues i think i'm i have that correct um if it's not correct, don't at me. Just Google. Google's free. And yeah, just get it right. But yeah, I think that's the correct way um, to describe it or to explain what they do. So basically, he told me that he was pleased with my progress. He's like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I'm like, I'm great, doc. Like, you know, when I first started taking the meds, this is how I felt. But I felt. But now I'm just like, I feel incredible. And he's like, that's amazing. Your progress is amazing. And you're on the lowest dosage um, for Lexapro. So in the next five to six months, I want to slowly wean, slowly wean you off the meds. And as soon as he said slowly wean you off the meds, my anxiety was like, bitch, how are we going to function without the meds? Like, we've been doing so well. Like, I think I would rather him not tell me he's taking me off the meds and just be like yeah we're gonna give you the meds 
but then do like a whole placebo effect thing and then give me like sugar pills like I think in my mind when I realize I'm not taking the meds my anxiety is going to take over and be like bitch we need those meds you're not having a good day because you're not on the meds when ultimately it's the meds but it's also the mindset it's also the fact that I changed the way that I was thinking and I changed my life of course the medication helped me you know get there but oh gosh just pray for me because I'm super nervous um and I'm trying not to really think about it because it's like I can't do anything about it we'll cross that bridge when I get there like just live in the moment like enjoy what you have right now enjoy how everything's going right now and you know if you are off of the meds and you realize you need the meds there's no issue with going back to the doctor and being like, hey, dude, I cannot function. I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, like everybody's journey is different when it comes to dealing with depression and anxiety. So I will cross that bridge when I get there. So best friend talk or the hot topic of the week. Um, we are finally coming to the conclusion of the relationship First of all, let me get it right. The situationship, the relationship, and the relationship series. Um, and I was feeling, I feel like I was feeling all the tea in the relationship, but the relationship is not going to be that way. Um, it's kind of like just giving you my perspective on the ideal relationship and how it should function. Um you know, I've I've had I've taken plenty of trips around the sun and you know, I've had a couple of relationships and not everybody knows what healthy looks like or what not to say that there's a standard for right or wrong because everybody is going to do what's best for them in their relationship, but there's kind of like a guideline for the most part. It's like, you know, how it's kinda has how kinda should go for it to be healthy. Um, there's some relationships that don't fit this mold because they're just totally different. Um, it could be a sub and a dom relationship. It could be a dog and an owner relationship. Like there's plenty of different relationships out there, but I'm talking about the regular, regular, schmegular, um, relationship. Like, I don't even know how to put it, but understand that what i'm saying doesn't apply for everybody and like we always say what we say is not law take what you want from this information or from this episode and do as you will do as you please if it's not for you it's not for you and i'm not gonna cry about it like i'm good we are good it's all good but i'm just hoping that i impact somebody and that they take this information and they're like look this is not a relationship this is a relationship and if you want to continue this and you want it to be, you know, something that lasts, then we need to like change some things. So according to Webster's Dictionary, a relationship is defined as a romantic or passionate attachment. So although that definition is super short, it speaks volumes to me. Um... What is a relationship in my own words? Uh-huh. I thought you guys would never ask. So in my humble opinion, a relationship is a partnership that nurtures both parties' strengths and weaknesses. Both parties feel comfortable being themselves, expressing their thoughts, 
and concerns and do not fear retaliation when doing both. Yes, some people fear retaliation with expressing how they feel. And I just feel like that comes from not really knowing your partner um, or feeling like you have to walk on eggshells for your partner, which is definitely not, that's not a relationship. So no relationship is perfect. Do not get me wrong. No relationship is perfect. You're going to deal with disagreements, possible infidelity, living situation may be a lot different than you expected if you guys have never lived together. So yeah, like it's going to come with its ups and downs, its hurdles, but that's, I think that's any relationship, even if it's a friendship, even if it's a, if it's a situationship, like it's just, it's, it's a, if it's a platonic relationship with your family, like it just happens. You're going to go through hurdles. You're going to learn boundaries and things of that nature, but to counteract a lot of these things, okay, infidelity, let me touch back on that. If you were doing 100% your best in your relationship, you cannot counteract infidelity. When your partner decides to step out on the relationship and do what they want to do, you cannot get caught up in, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, she's this, she's that, she's... No, because at the end of the day, when your partner does something like that, that's because they're hurting and they need to work on themselves. That's only if you're doing everything, you know, in your power and you're giving this person your all. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're giving somebody a half-assed relationship and they're not comfortable enough to address it, you know, then that's something that you guys both have to work on. Not to say that it's right that they're going out and seeking other relationships or, you know, doing things outside of the relationship. But I'm only speaking from the circum like the the perspective of somebody who's doing all that they can, giving all that they can to this person, and that person still decides to go out and do them. That has nothing to do with you, honey. Don't do not lose any sleep over that. But a lot of these issues that you're going to um come into or face can be solved with communication so when communicating with your partner it involves receiving the information that your partner is trying to express once you have received that information and you understand that information putting the information into action is key if you're just taking in the information that they're giving you and they're saying, babe, I need help with this. Babe, I want you to be more open with me. Babe, I need you to do this. And you're like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Got it. Jot that down. Got it. And you're not putting any of that to action. into action. What's the point of even effectively listening? What's the point? if you do not use any of that information that they're giving you or vice versa. Like this is this is from a standpoint of, I'm speaking from a, a female's perspective, obviously, but it goes both ways. Like I'm tired of people saying happy wife, happy life, or if my girl is good, no matter how much it Fs me up, I'm good. Like, no, this is a partnership that nurtures both parties. Just because you're a man, 
doesn't mean you need to face abuse to ensure that your significant other is happy. And just because you're a woman does not mean your man gets to run around, do what the freak he wants, and expects you not to do what the freak you want. That's not a relationship. It's not a healthy one. Okay? So I'm speaking from both I'm speaking for both parties, but of course I'm speaking from the perspective of a female because I am a woman, okay? So um, not only putting the information into action, but remembering those key points for the future. I get it. You can't remember everything. I can't remember a lot of the things that I'm, I discuss or, you know, like it's really hard for me to remember everything just because I feel like I have a lot going on in my mind, you know, on a day-to-day basis. So if you know that you struggle with remembering things, care enough to write down those things that your significant other spoke on. No, it's not corny. It's showing that you care. It is showing that you care. Um, When it comes to communication, come into the relationship open and honest if you're going to bullshit that person don't even bother if you're going to hide back hold back you know things until five six seven years down the road don't even bother because that falls into either a situationship where you're not really open about what you guys are doing or a relationship where you're not open and honest about your baggage that you bring into the relationship. You have to communicate your insecurities. Communicate, of course, when you get to a, a comfortable stage in your relationship. Communicate your insecurities. Communicate your childhood trauma and things that could affect your relationship in the future. Communicate things that could affect um, you know, raising your children together. You know, like it's just it's just healthy to be open and honest because it's going to suck when you guys have been doing your little thing and you're comfortable with this person. You're like, yeah, I can see myself with this person. But then they spring something on you that you should have been aware of years later. And it's like, dang, if I had known that. Maybe I would have approached this in a different light or a different way. Or if what if I would have known this, maybe I would have chose, chose not to be with you. You know, and I think it's only fair. I think it's fair that you give people the truth up front so they can make the decision on whether or not they want to put up with that. Not really put up with it, but whether or not they want to, to take that on. You know, because everybody is not built for everything and everything is not for everybody. All right. Moving on to growth. So initially when you guys are together, you may not be on the same page um, as far as like jobs or as far as education or as far as emotions. And, you know, sometimes that doesn't happen. You know, like as long as you guys are both pleased with, with, with what you do, if one wants to be a lawyer and one wants to be a mechanic for the rest of their lives, I don't think there's an issue as long as you guys are comfortable with that in your your relationship. If you're comfortable with your wife or your husband making more than you possibly, you know, just be realistic about that and be like, hey, it's okay. You make the most money. That's fine. I am passionate about being a mechanic. 
and I don't want to change what I'm doing. Like, I'm cool with that. And all our needs are met at the crib. So I'm good with that. Um, so I'm not really talking about it as far as like jobs and stuff like that. But mentally, you may not be on the same page. Emotionally, you may not be on the same page. Um, but you have to do the work to get there. Like I was speaking on like the, the childhood trauma. Um, you may not you may not be on the same page because that person has a lot of work that they need to 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 do to get to the meat and potatoes of why they can't express how they feel you know but you have to do the work you have to be willing to do the work but if you're up front and honest with me I'm not going to mind doing the work I'm not going to mind doing the work because I care for you enough to stick around and help you build yourself up um what else as far as growth um so I think I talked about this a long time ago, but it's one thing to see the potential in your significant other. And then five years later, still saying you see that potential, but nothing has changed. If there's no growth in that aspect, if you guys are both in a spot where you don't want to be and you're reaching your goals, reaching your goals, reaching your goals, and your significant other is stagnant and they don't want to make any changes, you cannot keep saying, I see the potential, I see the potential. Because you're going to possibly outgrow that person if they're not as driven as you are and you guys both set out to reach certain goals. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to outgrow somebody. Like I think that's probably like one of the hardest things about breaking up. It's like, no, you're not a bad person. No, you know, you treat me so well, but you're not growing. You're not, look, I, we were both caterpillars when we met. Both caterpillars. We got into our little, I got into my little cocoon. And I'm a butterfly now, but you're still in your caterpillar stage. And you haven't taken the steps to get into your cocoon and to blossom into a beautiful butterfly i know corny metaphor but seriously like you want somebody that's going to grow with you eventually everybody's not going to be on the same pace they're not your journey is your journey and what's for you is for you and it's going to happen in its own time but i just hate i hate i think like outgrowing somebody because it's really hard to let them go because they're not a bad person but they're just no longer your person. Once upon a time, you guys were on the same page and you guys saw things in the same light. And then you guys set these goals that you wanted to achieve. And you're out here making these goals or reaching these goals, attaining these goals. And your significant other is Lawrence. And Lawrence is still at Best Buy five years later. Like... Not to say that there's anything wrong with Best Buy because I work there. I used it as a stepping stone to get to my next, you know, chapter in life. Once I left Best Buy, what did I do? I went home and I worked for Dell. You know, I was actually selling data protection for um, corporate America's like infrastructure and stuff like that. Like they're, they're, oh my gosh, the cloud and all that jazz. Like, you know, it's a stepping stone. But Lawrence was 
using he he was okay with Best Buy and he would make all these excuses why he can't do this why he can't do that and finally after Issa left him he was like oh I can do this he was stagnant he was stagnant and Issa kind of outgrew Lawrence so don't be a Lawrence don't be a Lawrence okay um never bringing the same energy to the table so hmm never bringing the same energy to the table so if i'm always optimistic trying to better myself um trying to change for the better for me to come home to somebody who's always upset about something or has a problem with every day that they encounter or hey babe you want to you want to look a certain way but you don't want to you want to complain about how you look but you don't want to put in the effort to change how you look like if you guys are not vibing on that aspect somebody's going to get tired one person is going to fill away because this the other person is constantly pushing them or the other person is going to get pissed off because they're constantly being pushed and they're not ready to make the change. My thing is, if you're unhappy about something, it's up to you to change it. It's up to you to change it. And you may not be able to change it right there on the spots, spot, but you can take steps to making that change. You know, So if you're con constantly battling, battling that person, and you guys are constantly butting, head because, butting heads because the energy is never matching up. One's always happy, one's always mopey. Like, I would first say, hey, sis, hey, boo, are you okay? Is there anything I can do to help you? Do we need to seek, you know, professional help? And if it's just a them problem, then I could see how you could outgrow that person. Um, one thing, um, being stagnant, going back to stagnant, um, I have a friend that was in a situation and her and I would chat from, from time to time. And she's like, I'm happy in my relationship, but we're stagnant. I'm happy in my relationship, but I should have been a wife a long time ago. Men. I'm giving you ASMR nails because I want you to listen up. Men, listen. Okay, are you listening? Can you hear me? Let me stop before I break it now. Your lady does not want to be a girlfriend for the rest of her life. Unless you guys have discussed that, hey, marriage is not for us, that is totally fine. If marriage is not the end goal, you can still have a relationship, a healthy relationship at that. You can still have a healthy relationship with marriage not being the end goal. But if that was not communicated and you know your girl wants to be a wife, eventually do not wait forever. Because she's only only going to wait a lot. Wait, oh my gosh. She is only going to wait around for so long. Because what you won't do, another man will. If you don't see her value and don't see her as wife material, or you don't 
think you're ready and it's been five, six, seven, eight, nine years, let her know so sis can move on and find somebody who is on her, not her level, but is ready when she, ready in a, a right amount of time for her. Like, bro, y'all, you cannot be stringing these ladies along if you guys don't, if your end goal is not marriage and that's not communicated. Nobody wants to be a 30-year-old girlfriend. Nobody wants to be a 35-year-old girlfriend. Nobody wants to be a 45-year-old girlfriend unless that's something that's discussed. But after a while, it gets old. It gets old. So, gentlemen, please, 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 please take this into consideration. If If you guys have been together for quite a while... Figure out if you want to propose. If you don't think she's wife material, I mean, hopefully, you know, you've had enough time to figure that out. Because I mean, if if you're together for five, six, seven, eight years, like, I would think you'd already, you know, make that that judgment call. But if you don't think that's somebody that you want to be with for the rest of your life and you don't want to marry that person, then let them go. Do them a favor and let them go. Be the bigger person and let them go. Because she's going to feel shitty letting you go. Because you want to be her boyfriend at the age of 35. Like, let's be clear. There's nothing wrong with being a girlfriend or boyfriend at the age of 35. If it was already discussed. But don't let her outgrow you. In terms of wanting more from your relationship and you're still stuck on, I'm good with being your boyfriend. Okay? Let me get off that topic. All right. So the biggest, I think the biggest, biggest puzzle piece to a healthy relationship is unconditional love. Love is not always roses, daisies, flowers. You know what I'm saying? Like, It can get rough. It can get hectic. But loving someone on a daily basis is a freaking choice. Just like I'm choosing to be happy every day, even when I have shitty things happen, I'm choosing to be happy. Waking up in the morning and loving that person through the good, the bad, and the ugly is a choice. It is absolutely a choice. People fall out of love every day. They just no longer wanted to deal with that person you know what i'm saying like i choose to no longer deal with this person um and i think if you fall out of love okay no if you fall out of love you fall out of love you may no longer have that passion or that desire for that person but if you truly love that person you're always going to have love for that person but some days are not going to be Some days you're not going to like each other. Some days you're not going to like each other. But you're going to always have to love each other if you want to continue to have a strong, healthy relationship. Sometimes I don't don't think my parents like each other every day. You know what I'm saying? They're not always on the same page every day. But they make the conscious effort to love each other every day. So, um basically let me give you another let me give you another metaphor and you know it's plant related 
If you can't love somebody through the dirt, then you don't deserve the flower that blooms after the storm passes. Okay? Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. If you cannot love somebody through the dirt, then you don't deserve the flower that blooms after the storm. And I'm talking about, you know, minor situations that you can fix. Minor situations that you guys can can overcome. And you have to figure out what's minor or what's major for your relationship. But I'm not saying take years of abuse, years of getting punched in the face, years of, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying take that. But I'm saying like, Take what you can handle in your relationship. If it's too much for you, look, peace out, Girl Scout, get out of there. But if it's if everything that you're going through causes an issue and you're like, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I'm ready to get out of this. Oh, I can't. If you're going to be like that, then why even put up with somebody in a relationship? If you can't handle, you know, the good, bad and the ugly, you might as well just be out there just messing with somebody. And then you don't have to worry about all that extra stuff that comes with it. My last and final thing is don't go to bed angry. You don't have to make up, but at least let that person know that you love them through it all. I'm not happy with you right now, and I'm not in a place where I want to discuss the situation. What did I say today? I said, I'm not in a space where I can discuss this. I'm not in a space where I can discuss the situation without being emotional. I will get back to you as soon as I'm ready to discuss it. You do not have to discuss it right then and there, but I think... To promote a healthy relationship, you should at least let that person know, look, not happy with you right now, not your best friend, but I love you, good night, and we'll discuss it tomorrow. Don't go to bed angry. Do not go to bed angry. And if you really want to dig into your relationship, um, I would look into reading The Five Love Languages. I started the book. I have not finished Simply because I don't think I really have a love language. Like, I think I'm pretty easy to please. Like, just love me, do right by me, and we'll be good to go. Like, I don't need affirmation. I don't need gifts because I feel super weird about gifts. Um, Quality time is cool. I don't even remember the other two love languages, but... Huh, yeah, so summing everything up. Um, all of these things that i said may not be your thing if you choose to leave after cheating a cheating incident after infidelity that's fine some people think it's weak to stay that's for you to decide it's your relationship if your relationship has been stagnant and you feel like they have should they should have progressed or you guys have should have progressed a lot further than you are at the moment leave if you choose to stay stay but if you choose to stay you cannot complain six years later when you guys are still in the same position and you told yourself, like, look, uh, I thought we'd be a lot further. And you guys are still in that same boat. You chose to stay. Um, if you're bringing everything to the table and you have been for a while and your partner has yet to meet you halfway or made an effort to meet you halfway, then freaking leave. Freaking leave. 
if I'm always holding stuff down, holding it down, and you never have the bread, I'm not sticking around. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking care of grown people. I cannot. I have my own baby I need to feed. You understand? Like, I cannot hold down another grown person forever. Yes, I'm going to hold you down for as long as I can. But if it becomes a habit, it's three, six, seven, eight years later, and I'm still bringing the only person bringing finances to the table, I cannot do it. I've been there. I've done that. And I cannot do it. Anywho, let me wrap this up because I'm on a soapbox and I need to get I need to get to bed. Like we always say, what we say is not law, but just words of wisdom and advice from real life experience. Join us next week as we move on to a totally different topic. Emotional dumping or venting. This one is for the friends, okay? Am I an emotional dumper? Or am I venting? So before we go, I'm going to leave you with some words from the late Nipsey Hussle. And he says, study your queen so you can give her what she wants without asking. And like I said, it's for everybody. Study your king, study your queen so you can give him or her what they want without asking. I love you guys and thank you so much for tapping into this week's episode and sticking with us for this long. I love you guys so much. Bye.